Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello there. Welcome back. This is a very special episode on the Rest of Us podcast because we have a very special guest, our very own Jeffrey Pierce. Please welcome Jeffrey Pierce. Welcome. I'm going to put like a ton of applause here. <laughs> All right. Jeffrey. Yes. You just died. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a while ago, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> when when did you shoot that scene? So, like, when did the shooting happen for that? Had to be early April of last year. So, coming up on a, a, about 10, 11 months. Okay. Wow. Oh my god, it was a long time ago then. Yeah. Did you have to relive the trauma that it caused? <laughs> no, it was great. I, you know, I, I. Uh, the only trauma for me was was Adam Basil running across the street towards me, lumbering <laughs> in his eighty pound suit, and then uh, it all all my trauma ended when he grabbed a hold of me. Uh, everything else was uh, was done in post by uh, the the lovely people at Weta, and they did oh, an amazing. Wait, job. that was CGI? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never picked me up and hugged Boiling me. Waiting the magic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really hope he gave you like a big hug afterwards, like you know. <laughs> In that suit, uh, a hug would have been a terrifying thing. The best part about it uh, is is the butt on that thing, uh, and nobody's shared pictures of that. The butt on the bloater was the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life because it's like I've a seen a photo of it. You've seen a photo of the butt. <laughs> Hilarious, like this it's cute crazy. little angelic butt. With like, you know, blisters and fungal outgrowths. Did you have any unique experience from The Last of Us set that you'll kind of just like carry with you and like fun memories? Oh, you know, the three weeks of shooting at night were extraordinary in every way. I mean, it's everything you could hope for as an actor. It's this massive set that could have been like Ben-Hur on a back lot in the 1940s or 50s in terms of the scope and the scale of what they built out. So getting to play in that world and the fire, you know, the house catching fire every night and all the stunt men and women and background performers pouring out of that hole, it was it was amazing. I mean, it's everything you dream about as a kid. It's difficult to nail down any single one because it was just extraordinary in in every bit of its nature it looks so unique and so cool to just be like in it because when you're in the video games you're when you're playing and doing that kind of stuff you're just in the suits and a weird set and now you actually get to like feel it all oh yeah it. it all felt very sort of real like the stuff from the bloater hole which is what they were calling it <laughs> uh, oh, that's was, actually brilliant was, was somewhat uh contained um to uh I think maybe four or five nights of shooting. 
but we would turn around and you can hear the fire sort of crackling in the background and everything's silent. And then all of a sudden they come roaring out of that hole. And every time it was <laughs> unbelievable. There's a short film that didn't make the final cut uh, that takes place with Kathleen and I fighting our way backwards across that street and an entire bit of choreography that ended up not in the cut. Um, well, only bummer on a personal level because it yeah. was it was really cool. Uh, there was no way, and I haven't talked to anybody about it, but my assumption is that there's just so much going on. The thread has got to be Ellie and her getting to the car and the child clicker and what's happening for Sam and for Henry and Joel, you know, the the all of the drama of the rifle and trying to protect her. There was no way to cohesively tell the story of what we did going across the street and tell the story of Joel and Ellie and Henry and Sam. And that's the spine of the series and the spine of the episode. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, mm. enough got to stay in that I'm I'm very pleased. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, we can still get it as a deleted scene. Well, you know, I have to talk to Tim and uh, over at uh, editing and, well, <laughs> no, because none of that stuff got processed and posted with oh, okay. any of the CG or anything. Well, we definitely um, loved what we got. Yeah. Yeah. And so did I. You know, I have Good. no complaints. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's important. I, I will put a question in here because I was curious to find out how many extras did you actually have on the scene? I think between the professional stunt team and the extras, probably 75 or 80. Okay. Okay. So like a lot of clickers were like CGI then, I'm guessing. Uh, well, I, I think, that, I mean, yeah, they did some CGI, but mm -hmm. not as much as, I mean, the, the practical aspect, uh, uh, those 75 performers were all rehearsing together okay to put together the learning and the movements and and everything so there was some cgi but i mean yes there's a lot of cgi mm. but so much of it's built off the practical work that the uh that everybody else did yeah i wanted to ask um you know playing tommy in the video game uh i mean it must have been a huge moment for you a huge role um i don't think it was just another job uh, so what did, what did it feel like after that experience playing Tommy in the first game, playing Tommy in the second game and everything you went through with that? What was it like doing the series and playing a, a different character technically on the, on the sort of the other side of the moral spectrum, but also being involved in a, in a, in a TV series adaptation? Was it kind of a familiar feeling? Um, and yeah, I mean, what, what was it like just playing a different character in the same sort of world of The Last of Us? The great part about this was I had an incredible amount of freedom to choose who Perry was going to be. Um, okay. There was not a lot necessarily of, of specificity to go on in terms of like, here's his backstory uh, uh, um, and this is where he came from and on and on and on. So I was able to develop all of that sort of on my own and then be like, Hey Neil, what do you what do you guys think about this? Uh, and and they were incredibly supportive of all the choices that I made. So in some sense, I got to create him out of a, 
a very limited uh, uh, bit of input. And so I got to choose his entire backstory and his wardrobe and his weapons. Uh, and, and that was an incredible experience on something of this scope to be able to have that much input. Playing Tommy was awesome. It was the best ever. <laughs> no, yeah yeah i mean but tommy uh had a very specific function and perry had a, a very specific function i think that the the magical thing with this was everybody when i showed up at set everybody knew that i had played tommy so there was this welcoming um and this mm. sort of like care that was expressed because of their attachment to my performance as tommy that served as the base for everything that I did with Perry. So the two things mesh in this magical way where I was welcomed into that world in a way that, that uh, you know, would be difficult to achieve in, had I not played Tommy, if that makes sense. Right. Because everybody yeah. who was on set by the time I got there, if they hadn't been a fan of the game beforehand, they had played it and experienced it in between the start of production and my arrival. So it was like walking right. into, you know, 250 new best friends, um, which is just, it's really special. I love the relationship between the crew and cast and consider myself a member of the crew on any set that I go to. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's really great to be uh, embraced in that way because then everybody's sort of like pushing in the same direction and that kind of energy and that feeling on set is something that I enjoy uh, the most out of, of of anything that I get to do uh, uh, on a job is, is just sort of being part of that world. Here's a very serious question. <laughs> you had like a cr creative freedom with Perry. So the question comes, that bloater wasn't paying any attention to you. Why would you shoot at it? <laughs> I was so fed <laughs> up. I was like, Perry, don't shoot at the bloater. <laughs> It uh, for me, uh, it, it was because if I can draw him to me, she can escape. Then mm. what he does, he does out of love for Kathleen uh, and for the rest of his team. You know, this is his squad. These has got to be his sort of like frontline men and women. And this is his opportunity to die with honor. I mean, there's no other choice for him. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't get in the way of that it's going to kill the woman that he loves and the people that he has sort of like taken under his charge. And so he does the honorable thing. I mean, my whole basis for him was the sort of mythology of the Ronin, of the sort of like the, mm. the warrior who has lost his purpose and then found it. And so that's the only choice that he could make in that moment is to be the person who draws the bloater to him. Ah, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, couldn't, I couldn't ask for something better to play. There was this specific journey for Perry and mm. sort of being able to fill in all those blanks and build it to a place where every moment that he has made perfect sense to me mm -hmm. was the process. And so uh, without that sort of logic behind it, yeah, you know, that a guy who wants to live beyond anything is going to run because he can run pretty fast and he mm. probably can run faster than the slowest person in their group probably but to be able to say no this is what i've you know given myself this is my purpose uh and this is my last stand and a chance to die with honor mm. he takes it 
interesting the sort of like the ideas behind good and evil and what's good and what's bad and i wouldn't define perry and kathleen that way they make some bad fucking choices but in one sense they just killed all the nazis in town that's true they yeah. won and then they executed all the nazis who were left and then yeah. they killed everyone who collaborated with the nazis and so there is plenty of gray area there to sort of work with um so uh, i don't know you know they these are good guy things like mm. you know lamar like says uh you know i did a bad guy thing so yeah i'm the bad guy preparing kathleen he did a bad guy thing and he should pay for that uh now there it probably would have been a more ethical moral journey to actually put these people on trial mm. as kathleen says in the cell but you know <laughs> they did what they did yeah there wasn't an option for that um yeah. because we had this big theories like especially erica that you know you're somehow going to survive and you're going to see you in season two yeah. <laughs> I, as as it was playing me and my husband were watching and i was like all right here's my theory so we're it's gonna look like he's dying. The camera's gonna roll away. We're not gonna see any. Oh, nope. he's dead. Oh yeah, he's oh, not yeah. walking away from that <laughs> one. Like, I, uh, yep. <laughs> with the success of the show, I, I texted Neil. I said, you know, look, just just for what it's worth, when HBO comes and says, "Are you sure you guys don't want to tell any more stories?" Uh, just know that I'm ready. I'll keep the beard as uh, long yeah. as I can. We'll do the Perry <laughs> prequel. We'll do ten episodes and call it a day. There it is. You gotta watch I it. Would, it is. I would actually love to see that and like Kathleen and like how everything happened yeah. there. I would love to see that. Yeah. So yeah, fans HBO, would want to see that. If you're listening, I have a <laughs> window of availability. <laughs> call Jeffrey. Just just yeah. call him. <laughs> we have a good authority that they they watch every one of our podcasts so this could happen oh, okay yeah perfect perfect kind of backtracking a little bit to to tommy did you ever have the chance to work with gabriel luna or give him any direction on how to like be tommy or at least the voice because it was one of the things that lily pointed out she's like if you close your eyes you cannot tell if that's gabriel luna speaking or if that's jeffrey my daughter said the exact same thing. We we're at the screening, the HBO screening, and she's like elbowing me and whispering, <laughs> Dad, he sounds exactly like you. Yeah, exactly um, like you. We had no, we sort of like had uh, warm interactions on Twitter, but I was not, certainly not going to reach out and be like, well, if you want some pointers, <laughs> um, is that the most disrespectful thing I could do. I, right. I, I when I heard that he got the role, I wanted to. You know, I look, I trust Neil implicitly, and I know that they uh, uh, spent a lot of time trying to find the right match for Pedro. When they found Gabriel, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy." And mm -hmm. I did just sort of. I was like, "Well, I'll just do my due diligence, check it out, to see how, if this all sort of tracks." And he had everything that. I felt was important to Tommy in terms of the edge that Joel has. Uh, yeah. And, but then the sort of uh, the warm heart that Joel does not have. He's experienced incredible trauma with the loss of Sarah too. But because it's not his daughter, he was able to 
find his way to the other side of it without a mm -hmm. surrogate without you know he was able to sort of like recover and that's what drove him i think away from joel i felt like i was like look this guy's got that warmth to him and the dangerous and you know uh, he's perfect uh i did not anticipate that he would treat it like a biopic which is what he did in terms of really trying to treat tommy as if he was a living breathing person and so that blew me away and then he's just so handsome and like <laughs> and yeah. shows up with the remington and you're just like that's a Hello? bad dude so just like <laughs> all right i am incredibly honored that this is who tommy has become uh, because it brings everything that i brought to the table and then some um, and that is as great an honor as I could possibly hope for. And I can't wait to see Sundays where, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, our company yeah. arrives in Jackson. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited. And I, I love hearing that too, because, um, it gives so much faith in obviously Neil and all of the directors and everything to trust them to direct everybody and act in the way that is appropriate for the character even if you weren't like terribly involved in it it's like i see what they did and they did it well and yeah. it and it gives so much faith in the whole production team and i, yeah. I love that yeah yeah it, it is uh it's impressive cynthia who does the wardrobe uh she did i knew her previously we worked on the tomorrow people together um, oh, lovely. and and so like uh, when I found out that it was her, I was like, Cynthia, I don't know if you remember me. She's like, of course I remember you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I just had sent her a bunch of stuff and like, uh, I showed up to, they flew me in, I think, uh, like four days early and which is so rare. I <laughs> yeah. uh, came in on a Friday and came to fittings and then I had a whole weekend to like get ready to shoot. It's so like unusual. <laughs> um, nice. But so, so I came to set and like, and we walked into this warehouse where they had to have, I don't know, a thousand costumes for all of the Kansas city. And like, she's fitting people in like, in the pictures that she's got in the wardrobe that she's got is all from the game. Like she tracked down and sourced oh. stuff that matched the game, but had to be made prior to 2003 and had racks and racks of it and dressed every single person in the show perfectly and nailed all of the costumes that they had created for the game too. It's just the amount of sweat and blood and labor that her and her team put in was remarkable to get fidelity with the game. But it's just like, it's seamless. It's so perfect. I it found my is. new heroes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Erica keeps talking about it, like, you know, the costumes. And it's yeah. true. Like, you know, yeah, we, we are getting we're getting the same yeah. things. And, and we all like, ha, huh? you understood it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understood yeah. the assignment. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is uh it, it is it was just it was beautiful to see so much care because it's not just mm. it's not just money that makes something yeah. like that work. It's not just money it's that hard. makes the set perfect. It's yeah, people pouring their heart into it. I do a lot of like construction on my house and like, you know, repairs and mm. you know, build motorcycles. I know how oh. much sweat and blood it takes to make something real. Like yeah. it's, 
a ridiculous amount of time to do small stuff. Yeah. To see them do the big stuff, to see them build 16 houses and pour mm. asphalt for the street. And like, it is incredible. And they did it because they loved the, the crew, loved the game. They took the job because they had they played The Last of Us. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's real. Yeah, that's something I've, I've I've felt since episode one. Is you really every every little touch, every choice, kind of seems to be made with that that passion. Yeah. For the game, the little the little nods to the games, the scene recreations and things. I it's it's something I've definitely appreciated about the series. So it's nice yeah. to hear that that's really kind of what this what the vibe was like on the sets as well. Yeah, yeah, it was special. Uh, I, you know, I I did a a convention in December in Wales, and it was the first convention I've ever done. And and it, it was really special to interact directly with people who the game had impacted their, the way that they look at the world. Like they were 12, 13, 14, 15 when they played the game. And then the 10 intervening years, they become grown people. And the philosophy and the questions that the game brings up impacted them profoundly. And that oh, was yeah. everyone on set uh, mm -hmm. as well and because mm -hmm. i don't like interact with that on a daily basis i forget like what a powerful experience it is not just for me like i play the games and i'm like <laughs> it, they destroy me and i love it it's fantastic <laughs> uh and, and i forget that that's you know the level of experience everybody uh has with the this interaction and the fact that people are now watching the show who never would consider playing a game and yep. getting hit in the same way i can't wait till they see yeah. season two. Oh <laughs> my god, god. Yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be traumatic just yeah. putting it out I, there <laughs> yes. i love season or not season two i loved uh the second game so much that i got ellie's tattoo oh, oh you've nice. been waiting for this moment is my favorite thing the one thing that we didn't do and we were going to do it up until a few weeks before shooting was i had had like three i wanted perry to have tattoos that sort of like revealed him and so oh i did this great sort of like a buddy of mine uh named matt nelson who's an incredible artist he did this uh, dragon down here. And so the dragon to me was like the symbol of, you know, that's his trigger. Yeah. So the yeah. idea yeah. of like this beautiful Japanese dragon. And then on the inside of his forearm, a, a samurai helmet with a skull. Yes. Sort of like, this is that. Ooh. And then the sort of journey for me, for Perry in the military was like marines in 1990 and then buds and navy seals like in 97 yeah and then after afghanistan iraq in the midst of that early 2002 he transfers to the pjs which is a special ops pararescue group so they and their their sort of slogan is uh these things we do that others may live which is like this great sort of credo mm -hmm. and their symbol is an angel with its arms wrapped around the, the earth. So what I had him do was like a Joan of Arc with angel wings all around her and then the credo blowing. And, and Craig and Jeremy and Neil like, those are really cool. We are never, ever, ever gonna see them. And it's gonna take an extra 45 minutes every day in hair and makeup to put <laughs> yeah. those on. Yeah. So as much as we would like to do those, yeah, we are not gonna do that. 
Yeah, well, I've been thinking, I was like, you know, I want to get one of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, as Neil and, and Craig are getting uh, Ellie's switchblade, I'm thinking, hmm, mm. what could I, I would like to add something, but I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't found an artist yet. Yeah, I can. Uh, Lily, she's been she's designed a tattoo for me because we're getting Last of Us tattoos. Yes, uh, nice. and she's been designing them for us. I got a mixture of the spaceship and the Firefly logo. Nice. No, I've um, got a design. I just don't know. Yeah, I haven't got a tattoo. Oh, you've got the design. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to offer that I'm going to tattoo you because I can't tattoo. Ah. <laughs> so, if you want a shitty one. Hi. <laughs> indeed, you can indeed. always try. <laughs> well, we can't wait to see it when you get it. That's going to oh, be yeah. wonderful. 100%. Yeah. I was going to ask, I, I found like a parallel. I mean, I don't know if it's intentional at all, but I found this parallel between Perry and, and, and Tommy with their relations, their relationships to Kathleen and Joel, respectively, kind of more for Joel in the second game. They essentially Perry and Tommy are kind of these characters that that don't really agree with the motives of the their partner Kathleen and Joel, um, but they kind of are like, I don't get it, I don't understand it, but I'll follow you. Uh, mm, you know, yeah. I, sort of the way the way Tommy and Joel start the second game, where where Joel tells Tommy the truth, and he's like, you know what, uh, I don't really get it, but I'll take it to my grave. Um, and I kind of saw that happening with Perry and Kathleen, where Perry kind of he he didn't really want to do the things Kathleen was doing. You know, he was kind of hesitant to go back into that room and kill all the people. And I, I I don't know, for me, I want I wanted to see more of that. So I guess, I mean, we touched on on, you know, you said there was a deleted scene that we that we didn't get to see, but is there anything else along those lines, maybe things that that you wanted to add into the show? Anything that if if you could, if you could just make it happen, is there anything you would like to see added to the, to the show to kind of maybe flesh out their relationship a little bit more? you could have done four hours in Kansas city and told that story really well. I, I mean, I think one of the best things that I've learned as uh, an artist is not to, is that we're there to serve the story. Mm. And, you know, yeah. it, it, and so what's, and, and when you trust the people who are telling the stories, it's much easier just to sort of like go along the ride. Would I love to, I would have loved to have done four hours. <laughs> on mm. Kathleen and Perry and what happened before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't serve what what uh the bigger picture. And I think that yeah. being, you know, it's uh, I'm 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 proud that I'm not neurotic about that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, because um, a, a lot of people would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the the uh and, and I think that what you point out there is interesting in terms of like the the beauty of what Craig and Neil are doing is that it is thematically in the texture uh that that yeah mm. perry like perry joined the military around the same time that the tommy would and so the idea that there is a, a group of people who are very content to join and follow uh and lead from behind um is an interesting parallel and then there are the people who are uh born leaders um and that for good bad or indifferent we often fall into those camps and that it is a flaw to be a follower and and the relationship between kathleen and perry has parallels to to bill and frank as well and in some ways perry is frank and in some ways perry is bill but all of these dynamics also echo out even further into to season two i think i yeah. think that kathleen's yeah. relationship with revenge 
points to Abby and Ellie yes, in season two. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. Just these these are threads of the human experience. Exactly. That the Last of Us is committed to uh, uh, exploring, and so all of us is different sort of, you know, uh, wanderers in and mm. out of the storyline are there to mm. serve that those threads. Yeah. Um, I love that. It just speaks to the artistry and care that starts with the writing. And that's, that's why we, we need a Perry spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just, there you go. The Perry, just, the Perry prequel. Yeah, just we, we need to see that with Jeffrey. The Perryquel, if you will. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So, someone on, someone on Twitter is like, The Last of Us, a Perry tale. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good... It plays <laughs> right into... The dad jokes. So, oh hell know, yeah! Oh, well, see, you know, all all the threads come together. You, really you know, do. I love that jokes. HBO just need to hire us up right now because we're coming up with some awesome pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, <laughs> well, we're <Yeah>. free. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the last question uh, is going to come from me, and uh, I was always interested because we didn't talk about it on our podcast. Wink, wink. Was there a point where the last of us idea came up that you know let's do a tv series and what's their point where they were like we should have jeffrey as tommy we should have troy as joel or was there never an option in there i think there was a brief moment where there was an option to do it as an animated series oh uh, like motion capture and if that had been the case i think the entire original cast would have been brought back to do that uh but that came and then that went away uh and so we'll never know <laughs> and, uh, and now i want to see it <laughs> <laughs> well play, the thing is if you play the game you can see most of that series that's true that's true <laughs> i know <laughs> and before we go anywhere other than our usual promotion stuff i'm gonna do like a separate promo for jeffrey <laughs> Yay! these are amazing books i don't have three heads but the second book is here somewhere so i just couldn't i think i landed it to someone i don't know read them jeffrey is an amazing writer these are amazing the audio books you're not going to recognize jeffrey's voice i'm telling you There's audio book <laughs> version of course there are <laughs> and oh, so uh, yeah get them they are really really good so please read them and support Thank jeffrey you, much appreciated yes, yes please <laughs> oh and it's full of beautiful artworks as well which i i'm not sure if i can open it somewhere but you know like like these ones so it's it's yeah, you know, yeah. cool. just go and and get the books and read <laughs> it's a good thing to read <laughs> it's good for you thank you so much lily appreciate the promo <laughs> as always uh erica do you want to do our usual promos before we say goodbye Sure, why not? We we are really excited for all of this Last of Us stuff. And if you are too, feel free to become a member, see our faces early, see this kind of stuff early as a member. Uh, we would love to see you there. We have a great community, have wonderful conversations, um, and we'd love to have you. Um, but in either form or fashion member or not, please join us in the comments, in the live chats. We'd love to have a chat with you. All right. So this was us with the rest of us podcast with a very special guest, Mr. Jeffrey Pierce, who plays Perry in the series and pick up those controllers and play the game. Yes. And you can hear him as Tommy. And <laughs> thank you, Jeffrey, song. again. <laughs> My pleasure. Take care, y'all. 
All right. Take Thank care you, and endure and Thanks, survive. <laughs> yes. yes. Endure and survive. Bye. Endure and survive. <laughs>